how will Malaysians benefit from the Madani economic blueprint? Suhaimi Ilyas, our chief economist, speaks with Chua Hak Bin. Uh, you had a dialogue session with the uh, Secretary General on Ministry of Finance. What were some of the key takeaways from that discussion? I think the main areas of discussions were on Madani economy targets and also on the implementation and execution to achieve those targets over the next 10-year uh, timelines. Um, some, some targets are seen as doable in less than 10 years. Uh, for example, becoming a top 30 largest economy in the world, um, given our current position of number 36. Uh, but uh, some other targets does or do require longer runaway of up to 10 years. For example, achieving top 25 ranking in the Corruption Perception Index, given our latest position of number 61. Um, there was also a um, fair amount of discussion over this particular target to raise workers' share of GDP in terms of their income to 45% in 10 years, seen as a big challenge. But the uh, Secretary General of Ministry of Finance commented that uh, to achieve this, the government will focus on labour market reforms and restructuring of uh, technical and vocational education and training, or TVET. Uh, for example, uh, the reforms and measures quoted or mentioned were introduction of progressive wage model, uh, continuing with uh, workforce upskilling and reskilling, and changing TVET from being supply-driven to demand-led by co-opting industries as per the launch of the Academy in Industry Training Program um, last week. On the implementation and execution, um, the Ministry of Finance Secretary General acknowledged our feedback about the need for effective and efficient monitoring and tracking, as well as providing regular updates on implementation and execution. Um, the Secretary General shared on recent moves to facilitate investments and uh, address the issue of uh, skill or talent workers as per the recent positive news flows with regards to FDI in the economy uh, concerning uh, or involving big names, global big names like uh, Tesla and Infineon, as well as the strategic investment pass program uh, providing um, work and uh, resident pass for talent workers and digital nomad uh, workers. It was also shared that the uh, National Industrial Master Plan 2020 to be announced later this month will be mission-based rather than industry-based uh, to be in line with Madani economy framework. So, for example, incentives to attract foreign direct investment and boost domestic direct investment are not based on investment value per se, but also on investment that create high-income jobs and develop linkages with domestic industries and uh, the industrial master plan will also uh, focus on issues like growth and financing of uh, micro, small and uh, medium uh, enterprises or MSMEs. So, I mean, what about the fiscal policy side? Uh, are there uh, steps that will be taken to uh, impose more fiscal discipline and to achieve that, you know? Fiscal deficit of less than 3%, deficit of 3% uh, of, of GDP. Well, as the session was with MOF, uh, fiscal policy inevitably was another key area of discussion. 
Um, first and foremost, the Secretary General reiterated this year's budget deficit uh, to GDP forecast of 5% and the targets of um, just over 4% next year and just over 3% in 2025. Um, meaning there is no slowing in fiscal consolidation next few years, despite the Madani economy target of 3% or less budget deficit to GDP ratios over the next uh, 10 years. I think that particular target over the next 10 years just reflect a desired level for sustainable uh, budget deficit and consequently sustainable level of government debt and debt servicing, plus the reality that the government still need to spend and invest, especially in relations to Madani economy's um, mission to raise the floor for the people, uh, for example, in terms of providing universal access to public infrastructure and services, as well as uh, improving social protections. But um, I think in terms of improving on fiscal discipline and governance, um, there will be this Fiscal Responsibility Act uh, to be tabled by end of this year. Um, I think among others, what was shared was uh, there will be a sort of a fiscal charter that sets goals on fiscal deficit, debt level and debt servicing, as well as government guarantees and committed liabilities. And Ministry of Finance will be answerable to the parliament for any deviations from uh, those goals. Yeah, so I mean, there were some big wins announced over the last few weeks. I saw this uh, investments from Tesla, Last week was a big one from Infineon. So are these uh, substantial wins? Are they going to be a catalytic investment? Um, they are substantial wins. And I think they are a catalytic uh, investment uh, because um, we are talking about, in the case of Tesla, of course, um, the investment will be meaningful in terms of uh, developing the um, essentially EV ecosystem in the economy, in the automotive uh, industries. And the uh, investment by Infineon, I think, um, will be material in terms of um, what you call um, bolstering Malaysia's uh, position as a key player in the world semiconductor ecosystem, um, particularly in, in growing its role in the areas of uh, sustainable technology supply chain, considering that the um, sort of latest news about this uh, 5 billion euro or 25 billion ringgit investment to expand Infineon's Kulim uh, facility uh, is about building the world's largest um, 200 millimeter silicon carbide power fab, uh, which are very important in terms of um, um, broad range of industrial applications such as solar energy storage and high power EV uh, charging. So um, it's it's definitely going to be a catalytic and high impact in terms of uh, achieving uh, those, uh, raising the ceiling for the economy type of targets under modern economy. Okay, great. Thanks, Swami. For the full conversation with other analysts at Maybank, go to the latest weekly briefing episode on ASEAN Speaks.